Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hi everyone, Om Shanti, and welcome to the next normal in collaboration with your favorite podcast, America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and it gives me delight to meet with you just to have a heart-to-heart conversation about life. You know, it's funny. I've been noticing that we've got all these scriptures and books that are guiding us and telling us what to do, and we're still in a mess. (laughs) So I think actually what we're looking for is that personal intimate dialogue and that intimate touch with ourselves to begin to hear the world that, you know, having a conversation behind our eyes. Today, our very special guest, Janai Lane, is someone that I'm looking forward to having a chit-chat, and I want to tell you a little bit about Janai. She's the founder of the Spirit Coach Training, an award-winning entrepreneur, intuitive coach, and trainer. She certifies coaches in a method to be spirit-led, and she has allowed herself to follow her guidance and intuition, coming full circle as she now lives her life knowing her purpose in this incarnation. Her spirit coach methodology has been used for over 15 years with clients one-on-one, retreat settings online, and to train master coaches. And she's released her first much-anticipated book to the acclaim of many spirit-led instead, the little tool book of limitless transformation. And her subsequent book, The Spirit-Led, you can see she's into spirit, right? The Spirit-Led Instead Playbook. She's currently working on her next book, What Would Love Say? Janai is also a contributing author in the new book, Meditation, Intimate Experiences with the Divine Through Contemplative Practices, which I was so glad to have Janai with us in this book that I also did and released in February. Please welcome Janai to The Next Normal and America Meditating Radio. Janai, so glad to have you on air. After the book was published, This is our first time just one-on-one with each other, right? Yes, it is. Thank you, Sister Jenna. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. So before we got on, you and I were talking that you've relocated your whole being and life to Arizona in Sedona. You were in the spiritual community with a tribe in the Bay Area, but you left after 25 years. Could you give us a little bit of an insight as to what led to that move? Because I was telling you, sometimes either we outgrow our community or they're just tired of us. So what was it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, I practice is actually being spirit-led. And what that really means is listening to that deep inner wisdom that comes from our spirit, higher self, sacred heart, the divine, whatever name we give it that is resonant for us. And really listening to that guidance. And sometimes that guidance is going against our personality. 
And what I've learned over the many years that I've been listening is that when I follow that voice of spirit, it does lead me to my highest path, my highest calling and my greatest contribution here. And so in the beginning, many, many years ago, you know, I would test it, you know, I would listen and follow it. And then sometimes I wouldn't, and I would really create what I call an evidence journal. I'd write down the difference and I'd start to notice that, wow, when I listened, it really proved fruitful in many ways because it was aligned with my soul. And so, you know, when I heard the guidance that I was to move to Sedona, you know, I trusted that guidance. And one of the things that came forward was that it was important for me to be here for planetary healing, that I could be most impactful. And that's really all I would have to hear in order to make such a big shift and move in my personal life. Yeah. It's interesting because sometimes we're never sure if it's the purity in the spirit that's leading me, which I would call God's light or Baba, or is it something unfulfilled from my past that is getting a little activated in the midst of this incarnation? Or is it a fear? You know, and so you mentioned that you were experimenting with it going back and forth. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us what it was that you could know that after your experiments and the evidence that it proves, when you feel this way, it's definitely not spirit led. But when it feels this way, it is spirit led. Could you explain that? Yes, absolutely. That's a great question. And I find Many people ask me that same question. How do I know the difference between spirit and ego, right? When we're talking about our fears, we're talking about our aversions or attachments, these types of things, that is ego. And most of us live in the framework of the egoic mind. And so it's a very familiar voice. You know, it's the incessant thoughts in our head. And that voice is often the loudest. And what I find about when we are listening to Spirit, which is really our intuition. Our intuition is the voice of spirit. And I believe it's our most underused asset that we have because it's our internal GPS. You know, our God positioning system, we came in with that to help navigate the human experience. And so when we're listening to the voice of spirit, what happens is it's much softer and subtler than the egoic framework. It's often gentle. I find it's very gentle and it's very neutral, very unconditionally loving. It's not definitive or pushy. The only time I've had my spirit's voice be really loud was when I was in a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has happened on two occasions. But other than that, I find that that voice is very subtle, very gentle, extremely loving and compassionate. And so it requires some paying attention to, right? Because where the voice in our head, it's the familiar voice. It's the loud voice. It's the voice of should. It's a voice of would. It's a voice of could. It has a certain energetic to it. And where the voice of spirit is very loving and compassionate and, you know, I would say neutral. 
And it's very important to notice that distinction because we all are spirit. So we all are intuitive and we all have the voice of spirit. And here's the thing that I find. What happens is, is that we often stop trusting ourselves, And by self, I mean capital S self, because we heard those little nudges and we haven't listened. And so when we repeat that pattern that happens, we stop trusting the true self and we rely much more on the egoic mind. And that gets us into trouble quite a lot because it has, as you said, our fears are wounding all kinds of imprints and programming that's part of the human experience. So mm. when we allow ourselves more quiet and stillness, yeah. meditation, spiritual practice, prayer, for each of us is different, but whatever takes us into a space of stillness, yeah. right? Yeah, I like the fact that you use neutrality because that's a big signal. And I want to make a disclaimer for those of you out there who are thinking of just tomorrow morning waking up and listening to spirit. Be gentle. It takes time for you to develop that ability. It's not that you recognize that you're not happy with your marriage or your job or where you're living or with the people that you're with. And so your spirit has been telling you to get away. No, you have to kind of build the consciousness to match that particular space and time that you will be walking into. So if you've been in a very heavily dense environment, now gradually just do small efforts, you know, whether it's, let me see if I can sense who's on the other end of the phone and see how I feel if I can check into it. Just these little things that can just help you to build your spiritual confidence about being spirit-led. Because I've seen how sometimes you can sense that your spirit is guiding you, but you haven't really developed the consciousness preparing you for the next stage. So then you go through a lot of unnecessary obstacles and challenges, and we definitely don't want you to do that. Janaya, you know, as you're traveling through your path and you've been such a successful person over time, you've been on national television and you have gone through this and that, you've been doing it, girl. What led you now to really your evolution on a spiritual path of spirit, especially coaching others? How did you move into that dimension? Mm. Well, I've always had this ability since I came in to really see the divine in people, to really see who they are. And early on, that got me into trouble (laughs) because I would see who they are, but I wouldn't see who they were acting like. So often I would fall in love with people's potential, you could say. That said, was a gift that I learned to develop. And as I grew in my spiritual acumen, I was able to discern. But one of the things I recognize is because I can see someone's true self, their light, and why they came, their purpose, if you will, their gifts often When I look at that in someone, they begin to see it, you know, just as I hold it. And I find for me, that's what excites me more than anything is helping people to wake up to the truth of who they are, you know, the glory of their divinity. And when I find people step into their own light, that their unique ray of God begins to permeate this world, this earth plane, and really serve the greater good. 
So there's nothing that gives me more joy than that. And, you know, it, it was a very natural progression. It's not like I sat down one day and I said, I want to be mm-hmm. a spirit coach. It didn't happen. It was very organic. It was through the process of asking myself a question because I had a lot of success early on in the material way, you know, with the things that I thought would make me happy starting a business and traveling the world and all these kinds of things. And I thought, this is not it. There's something missing. And I didn't know what it was. So I started asking the right question. You know, before that, it was like, what should I do with my life? And then it really morphed into a deeper question, which is how can I serve? And that's really still my question after all these many years, because I don't really know. It's not for me to say, as I opened to that question, then it began to happen organically. And one thing led to another where I started working with people in groups and individually. And it was very natural because my innate gifts just came out as I was willing to really listen to that call of service. So what's your spirit coaching methodology that you offer your clients? How can it be helpful to others? It's really a non-dogmatic approach to aligning with your spirit, your true self. So you can come at it from any tradition, any background, and it's very experiential. So it's a process that takes you through your own experience, through very simple, transformational and practical tools to help you have the experience of your true self. And to dwell there, to develop your intuition, your voice of spirit, and to begin to recognize that no one knows a higher truth than your own sacred heart, your own spirit, you know, empowering yourself to your own knowing. I think in many religious traditions and different paths, we're taught to give our power away, that someone knows more than we do. Of course, we can learn from everyone. And yet there is this knowing that only we can know, you know, and so it's really about empowerment and there are different practical tools. It's a modular methodology that's quite lofty. And this methodology came to me probably about 20 years ago now, asking the question, how can I serve? In fact, I was meditating for two weeks straight in Brazil for about eight hours, 10 hours a day. And when I came back, I couldn't stop writing for a year. And I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a book at first, but as it was just coming through me, it was the spirit coach method. And I didn't realize that until it was complete. And once I received it, oh, this is how I can serve. This is a method that can help people. So I thought, well, now I'll go out and share it. And I heard, no, you must practice this. You must understand it. You must live it. And then you can share it. So that's what I did. I really used the tool because I'm very practical with my spirituality. I believe that spirituality is something that works for us, you know, and it's unique to us. So as I really utilize the tools in my own personal life and my relationships and my work, You know, because it has to be tangible. This isn't about going off and being spiritual for 20 minutes a day. 
this is about integrating this into it's a spirit-led life, you know, living that in the world to the best of our ability. So I did that. And then I thought, okay, this is really fruitful. I'm going to start to share this. So that's what I began to do. And I began to also, over the years, uh, certify other coaches in this particular method. Because I found that a lot of therapists and doctors and yoga instructors or different genres of people, they're realizing, wait, there's a component of spirit that's missing for people. And so this method is a way to augment some of our other methods and bring in that strain of spirit to help people to have a direct experience mm-hmm. of their own it's life. Important. Yeah. Well, I like that. I, it looks like the methodology that you are offering is one that really puts the responsibility back in our hands. I do know and I trust and I know there are people that are smarter than me in many areas and there are people that I am smarter than in many areas. And I think one of the attitudes that we should always maintain and put value in is the value to be open to learning from everyone. And even if like, for example, in my spiritual community, we have so many spiritual mentors, you could learn from so many, you know, where you're consistently focused on what's your responsibility to yourself. But this notion that you mentioned, the question, how am I here to serve? What is my seva for my humanity? You know, how am I supposed to show up? It seems as if you are definitely already doing it. I think if it comes to the numbers, that's a different cup of tea. Jesus had 12 disciples, but look at the impact he left behind. So I don't believe that it's all about having these multitude of numbers anymore. I know that there's a strategy in creating that. I know there's some marketing behind all of that. But to be able to have an intimate group of individuals who are sincerely committed to be spirit-led, that can serve millions at a soul level. And I think we must never underestimate the power of subtle vibrations. In your book, Spirit-Led, you have discussed something about some three C's. I used to talk about three C's, competition, comparison, and criticism. But I don't think those are your three C's. So your three C's as a tool, what are the three to deepen our meditation? (laughs) Yes. So the three C's are centered, clear, and connected. So it's just a process of bringing yourself into a space at any point in your day or night where you can move into being centered, which is really being, being grounded, you know, anchored into the heart of Mother Earth, you know, our heart and Mother Earth's heart are one heart, you know, just even feeling that if you can, you know, put your hand on your heart and just feel that you can imagine, I like to imagine a redwood tree, you know, a tree connecting me all the way down into the heart of Mother Earth. And I just embody this form and sink in. What I notice because I see energy, I notice most people, they're not anchored in their body at all. They're usually up here a little bit in front of their head. (laughs) you know, and so to bring ourselves really grounded into present time, that's what centered is about. It's really about being in present time. And clear is, you know, I call it our sort of our spirit bubble. You know, we often think that our spirit is inside our body, but actually our spirit holds this beautiful human form. And it's much, much larger and light filled. And 
But oftentimes we don't recognize we walk through the world and we're kind of like Velcro and we're picking up things and we're, we're, you know, sticking to all kinds of things going on, anger, resentment, all kinds of stuff. And so what happens is, is that it gets a little muddy. And so when we bring intentionally a light, perhaps a white light, a gold light, whatever light feels resonant for us and frequency, and we just expand that from our sacred heart out, and we form a spirit bubble, you could call it. We all have one. It's an aura. We know we can measure it, you know, with Caroline photography. And, and that it's changing constantly. Like if you took a photograph of your aura, it would shift. It would change depending on what's going on energetically in your field. And I did that as an experiment once. You know, in Sedona, we have these things called aura photographs, right? And I once went into a place and I said, okay, I want you to take two photographs of me. Just take the first one, wait three minutes, and then take the second. So what I did is I went in for the first one. I just was in my head. I was just thinking, oh, what am I going to do later? What am I going to have for lunch? Oh, all the things, you know, on my to-do list. Yeah, they took the picture. Then in the interim, the three minutes, I practiced the three C's, center, clear, and connected. So I started centered into the earth. I put up my bubble. And then the connected is this beautiful I ran this beautiful golden pink light through my field for three minutes. Snap, took the next picture. The difference between those two pictures, the first was my aura was very dark and dense and very close to my head. The second, it was this bright, luminous, radiant light everywhere in three minutes. And we can all do that. I mean, think about walking through the world like that. And it just feels better. And then we're contributing, you know. So the three C's are not just about making our own space more vibrant and lightful. When I say connected, the third C, what are we connected to? Well, to the divine, to that something greater, to the great wisdom in the universe, to love, to unconditional love. And we're imbuing that energy through our field and waking it up in our own high spiritual heart which it lives, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, the three C's, where you really help us to focus on how to not only make the connection, but the importance of sustaining that connection, you know, by maintaining the three C's. And I think many of us in the world right now, we're looking for tools that are simple, but tools can just help us to gain our own independence in our spirit-led life. So what's next for you, my dear? Like what's your next big aha that is kind of spirit leading you? Well, you know, at the moment I've been receiving what I call the divine feminine frequencies. And I feel like these are frequencies that are missing in our world for the last few thousand years or so. And these are frequencies like humility and trust compassion. And so I've been working with these frequencies in order to activate sort of that which is dormant in us, in humanity as a whole. And I feel like this is the time on the planet where these frequencies are waking up to come back into balance, to balance out the feminine divine masculine in that perfect union. And so 
I've been really excited about the information that's been coming in. A lot of the teachings that I receive are directly from the saints, mystics, ascended masters. And, you know, I learned so much from them. And, and some of what they've been sharing with me recently is really helping to activate what I'm calling the divine feminine frequencies so that we can move more back into balance within ourselves and then bring that balance into the larger world, which is quite out of balance as we're all aware of. We're really needing this balance so that we can have more harmony, balance. And remember the book that we did, our new book, Meditation, Intimate Experiences with the Divine Through Contemplative Practices? You had shared your experience of stumbling into unity consciousness. You know, and maybe you can also share with our viewers, what was that unity consciousness like? Yeah, it really is the the harmony and the balance that we're pointing to in this conversation. For me, it was a sort of breaking open of my heart. You know, it's interesting because when we say heart, we tend to think of pain often, wounding, but And one of the teachings I've been receiving lately from the masters, we actually have three hearts and we have the wounded heart, which we generally associate with our wounding, our pain. We have an emotional heart, which is, you know, where our emotions tend to coagulate. But then we have the sacred heart and the sacred heart is in many traditions, the mystics point to this, you know, we see the Sufi heart with the wings or the sacred heart popping out of the chest of uh, Mother Mary, for example, that's really a clue because our sacred heart is the power to heal our wounded heart and to cleanse the emotional heart. And so when I had this shattering of my own heart through my own personal experience, as we all do, we all have heartbreak. However, I didn't try to put my heart back together for the first time ever. I let it shatter. What happened through this process was this awakening in the heart, this awakening to unity, because the sacred heart really is unitive, that we are all one. We hear this term oneness, or we are all one, or unity, but it points to a state of being that is a oneness emerging with the divine, where there's Mm -hmm. no separation, there's no longer a separate self. Yeah. And I've never heard that before. Like the sacred heart is really the sign of your unity. And maybe that's what's happening in the world where we look at Europe and what's happening there with the war. And it's like there are some souls that are just not connected to their sacred hearts. So they can't even see harmony and what are the decisions to take. But, you know, you and I both know there's various actors in this unlimited drama, and there are some that just have to play a particular part to move the story forward. And that's what I actually am witnessing instead of letting the sorrow and the pain come into me. I've loved our time together. And of course, I can't let you go without you telling us about the free, the link that you have left us to offer our viewers, which is an online course entitled Out of Your Mind, Into Your Spirit. And you are offering us tools to transform fear into love. Can you share with us a little bit about what we can do to kind of keep up with you and 
what we can expect from that link? Sure. Yeah, it, it's a free course that you can sign up for, and it gives you a lot of tools, guided meditations, sort of an appetizer where you can go in and you can really test this out for yourself and see if it resonates for you. You know, and I put this together because I want to give people access to these very simple tools that are really effective. So in there, there's also talks, free course that you can listen to in your own timing. There's no commitment. It's just, you know, you go in, you explore, you take what resonates for you. You can download meditations, all kinds of things like that. So I encourage you. And you can always go to my website, spiritcoachtraining.com. And there's lots of different offerings that you might find useful and helpful at this point in your journey. I just encourage people to really trust their own intuition because, you know, I find that we're led to the person we need, you know, we need the information from at the right time. And in my journey, I've needed different things at different times. And I've really paid attention to that, you know, so really following your own inner guidance and resonance. Yeah. Tanai Lane, thank you so much for joining us on air today. It's been really a gift to have you share with our audience and offer them tools and steps to take for them to really open up not only the power of their intuition, but their trust in being spirit-led, which really for me is being Baba-led and letting the energy of God's light really guide you beautifully. And even though, like you said, sometimes it feels uncomfortable against your personality, that you're not really sure if this is really the right thing to do. But I love the fact that you have done research and you've been investigating the feelings when it's very neutral that you know it's going to take you where you're supposed to, that you can feel it's really purely being led by the divine versus when you're not able to feel that. If you can feel, I call it the push and pull. When you feel that push and pull, don't make a decision. Just stay put. Janae, thank you so much. To be continued for sure. And many, many blessings. And thank you for also being a co-author in our book. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Sister Jenna. It's such a pleasure to be with you. And thank you for your just luminous work in the world. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. We're in this together. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everyone. So you've been left and gifted with such wonderful, wise tools for the soul. You know, I'm not saying money is a bad thing. Money is actually a good thing. A lack of money isn't a good thing. So whether you have your possessions or not, or your material gifts, it's okay. Keep them, but don't let them define your value or your worth. So for some of us, no, we gave everything up and then we came onto this path of spirituality. I'm going to tell you that as I've matured, I've realized, oh, but there was a balancing act. I could keep it and I could do this. But for me, I know I needed to let that go in order for me to thrive. Each of us will do it differently. But to me, the final destination, be pure at heart with yourself and have the energy of God's light etched in you so much that that DNA is being fed in such a beautiful way that your life is of service and it's uplifting others. So thank you all for joining us today and many, many good wishes for you in all your endeavors. And if you ever have a query, feel free to drop us a note and you can leave a message in the comment. I'll be happy to see if I can respond as soon as possible. But in the meanwhile, please 
Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I suspect that we're really here to love each other the same. So take good care of yourself, and I'll see you again real soon. Meditation. Intimate Experiences with the Divine Through Contemplative Practices. My new book that is out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can get it from Sacred Stories Publishing or on America Meditating Radio. The quieter you become, the more you're able to hear. One of my opening pages of this book. I have heard time and time again that when you go into the stories and the narratives of the 37 authors that are sharing with you their mystical experiences of the divine, something in you changes. It has already reached number one three times in mysticism category and in new age category for new releases. I want you to get a copy for yourself and tell me what you feel as a result of closing that final page of this book. Meditation. Intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. It's calling you. Can you hear it? Rice Alley Restaurant, located at 6838 Piedmont in Gainesville, Virginia. We're a family-owned restaurant and offer authentic Asian cuisine and sushi. Come. Savor our delicacies made with love and enjoy the perfect ambiance. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.